Wrestling Comics Podcast, episode 21. 21. I don't know why my voice is going weird, so I'm just going to go with it. I don't know. We only need five more. Yeah. We're not going to quite get there. Oh, well. It'll be all right. We'll be close, though. We'll I be mean, close. Better than last year, I think. 21? I mean, we could probably hit 24. You know, I think so. Things. Easy peasy. Might be able to hit 25. Maybe. Maybe. It's like that week between. Anyway, I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple of weeks and we talk about comics, movies, TV shows. Pop culture extravaganza. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw Dune. I did see Dune. I saw Dune. I saw Dune twice. Mm -hmm. Wow. Once in IMAX and once at home. Cool. Did you go to IMAX? No, I saw Dune. Did you go to IMAX? I did not. Was it worthwhile in IMAX? Oh, yeah. I guess I shouldn't ask you where you watch your stuff. I, I watched it at my brother's house because he has HBO Max. So <laughs> this one was actually <laughs> more legitimate than some I of the stuff I did. I didn't you broke past. down and bought it. It so. definitely is. Oh, God, no. Why would on I the big HBO? screen, yeah, it's really, it is, that. I know you guys know this, but it is built for the big screen. Like yes, with, yes. The, with the visuals and everything, it's, so. it's made for yeah. a large screen. Yeah. I'm fine. My TV's big. I can Not as big as an IMAX. That's probably true. Especially two and a half hours. So, okay. It didn't feel that long. It's two and a half hours. And, and it does feel a little longer in parts. Um, I think my only... I, I like... Uh, how do I put this? You know, they made such a big deal about, oh, you got to go see this because they don't have it signed, you know, for the second movie yet or whatever the hell yeah. else, you know, type sequel. And then you watch this thing and, I mean, it's basically like one big prologue. In a lot of ways. Well, yeah. It's the first half so, of the book. And that's what somebody said. Unfortunately, I haven't read the book. I just felt I really like... Thought I felt were... like, you know, everything was all about, you know, obviously Paul Atreides, you know, and every... It, I think part of the problem is, is they did a really good job, I guess, from what I've heard about how well his visions, you know, reflect from the book. But, I mean, I bet you that movie has 30 damn minutes of him and his fucking visions in some cases. Nah, it's not that bad. It probably isn't. It just felt that way. Yeah, like I, I did not like this... Because it keeps throwing these things in there of like, you know, ooh, it's for, foreshadowing stuff, you know, and whatever else. I didn't need all that, especially because considering that's probably what half of Zendaya's screen time is a goddamn vision. So probably three quarters of it, you know. And so by the time she's you actually get. Much. Yeah, she's, they say she's only in it for seven minutes. Yeah. But here's the thing. They make such a big deal about it. And, and the characters are so good that by you finally get to that point where he like actually meets up, you know, with the. Freeman or whatever. And, and then the movie's over. And then the movie's over, yeah. So that's why it feels like one big prologue of, oh, well, we're just going to introduce a bunch of characters that we're going to slaughter them all and, you know, then get you to this point and then go, yep, okay, we're going to end. So my brother I almost really wish they would have ended it, like, a little bit earlier. Like, not had the, them run into the Freeman yet. Just have them be, like, in the desert wandering. That, that could be. The Fremen. Fremen. The Fremen, Fremen. Sorry. Freeman. But I did, yeah, I was, like, watching it and it finally hit me. I was like, oh, Fremen. That's Freeman. Freeman. No, duh. Freeman. Okay. But anyway, Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I I enjoyed the movie, but like I've read the book several times. I've seen the other movie. I've seen the miniseries. Miniseries. So like I know the story yeah. back and forth. So in parts it was kind of boring. I did like it was cool to look at. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. For, I mean, the graphics. Yeah. It, but, All the money was on the screen. Right. My wife is like, look at all their vehicles look like insects. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Well, that was great. I mean, but, in the acting, I mean, the, you yeah, just look it, at the it whole was a good list movie, but of it actors, wasn't. and they're just fantastic. And I felt like they brought it, and I mean, it was definitely engaging. All right, let me get things. let me ask a question. So, you guys have both seen the Lynch Dune, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but it's a long time. How ago. did you enjoy the Baron Harkonnen character in this compared to in that, where he's a little more over the top, a little more? Grotesque. I like this one better. I did too. I thought they did a really good job. My memory from the Lynch one is kind of hard. He he was such a great character in there that he stood out. But you were right that he was all he was just eccentric, you know, or whatever yeah. type of thing. Well, in the book, he talks all the time, and in this one, he barely. He's a man of few words, you know. Right. Yeah. But I think I thought it was more effective, even though it was different than what the book. Did. He like, he he gave off a very in the Lynch one. I remember it was almost he was just over the top, so over the top that it was humorous, hard maybe hard to take very seriously. Yes, in that threatening. As there you go, as the huge villain, you know, type of thing. And this, I will agree with in this way, the way that he was. I mean, you were, you knew this as a man that was evil you know yeah. type things and and was threatening you know type type perspective it was funny the movie ended and my wife's like that's it she, i know she didn't even know what dune was like she's never read the books she's never seen the old hell movie i knew what dune seen. was and i still thought the same but, thing but that's she it. was like she was like that's where <laughs> what? The, she's like the movie, that's how it ends and i'm like well it said at the beginning part one she's like why would they make a movie in hell i parts? figured and i'm like because they didn't want a five-hour movie. This was two and a half hours. It's like, well, they could have cut and some stuff out. Hell, I like, figured. Really, I thought they couldn't have. I thought they, they already cut stuff they out. They cut a ton out. But like, in the book, there's a big thing about, like, who the traitor is, right? They barely even, like, played that up at all. Oh, I know. It was like well, they didn't even have that drama or that suspicion. That book, I think, yeah, I know. I tell like, you, pretty damn quick. Like, any books are, like, any books are, like, um, hard to translate, translate. but with Dune, like with the shields, you know, like yeah. the which I don't even know why they wear the damn things because everything goes through them. No, <laughs> like they kept getting stabbed. Well, anyway. like don't you remember the book? Like anything fast will be pin- will deflect. Right, like, you have to like go slow. Right, to get to get it. Yeah, so it was a certain time. But even the like I I just recent not recently, but or it seemed like the blunt end would within a while like. I for whatever listen to the book, the audio book. Yeah. And the part where, like, he puts his hand, when they test him, uh-huh. and he puts his hand in there, and it's, like, fire. And, yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. like, excruciating in the book, and it goes forever. Yeah. And it happens on screen. He's like, here, put your hand in the box. What's in there? Pain? And then he's, like, kind of well, making he's a face. making but some pretty bad face. He is. For a while. I know. But, but the funny thing was, was that was one see... of the things in the Lynch one that actually stood out in my mind yeah. more because of the fact that they do focus, if I remember right, in that movie on that for a while with the flames and everything right. else and the pain. I mean, that's a good, you know, probably 60-second right. scene. Whereas this... this one was probably speeding through it a bit more. Yeah. I There's a that. line in the Lynch movie, it's also in the book, where she's like, many have failed, many have tried. And he's like, tried and failed? Tried and died, you know? And it was like this really cool line that was like stuck in my head. And it was in the book too, but it wasn't in the movie. So there's some cool dialogue that the Lynch movie had that this one did not have. Yeah. So I missed some of that. Like, like I'm sure in the movie and in the book they say the first rule of life, adapt or die or whatever, something like that. I don't remember that in the movie either. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, There's a lot that I liked about it. I just felt like maybe because of how well it was made, you know, and how it looked and how it was, you know, kind of building up this type stuff that 
it really did where it ended it just really made you want more because everything throughout it you know this whole movie is all talking about or this whole first half is talking about you know paul atreides his you know what would what do you want to call it where he needs to go you know type things be this leader do this you know he's having these premonitions you know all this type of stuff and then that's this whole movie, you know, his visions, you know, how you need to be a leader, the, you know, you're going to rise to the, the Fremen, you know, and all this stuff. And then you finally get there. And then like, yeah, okay. It's been our two and a half hours. We need to cut it right. down. Well, I mean, and so then you're getting there after oh, this whole movie is telling you how important this is and everything else. And then you're like, huh? Now I got to wait another, they're not even filming it yet. Now I've got to wait another two to three years probably before it comes out. Well, I mean, it's just the a, book is the book's little, set up that way too. I mean, the yeah, half, first half of it's set up. I mean, you got to get him yeah. to the point. Oh, you do. And now it's going to kick in, like, like now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But the one thing the book or the movie. See, I just thought that maybe the book would, was maybe a little. Since I hadn't read it, I thought maybe I we only made it through the first half or quarter of the book. I, I first third to you know quarter of the book. You guys telling me that's the this this is the halfway point of the book. It's I guess that does mean yeah. that it, there's probably only one movie left. But hell, I thought is this part of a trilogy by the time this ended? Because like I said, I felt like I was like, really, I'm I you're just getting started, you know? Type no, thing. and so, the book is split up into three parts. But you really, but the first part is the longest, and this gets all the first part and a little bit into this. It part it can move pretty quickly, although you know with what actually happened. In the first movie, you would think it would have moved a lot quicker, too. Because, I mean... I felt like they still missed a lot of stuff, even at the pace they right. were going. They may have. But, I mean, what really happens, you know? Okay, Paul and his family get sent to, you right, know, a I'm desert saying. planet. They get their asses kicked by somebody else. And he's out in the desert and gets picked up, you know, by the Fremen. Right. You know? I just explained the whole thing. What but happens there's all in the subtext that you're missing. All the setup right, and all but, the world building that you have to have. Um, well... But how much did they really do there, you know, in a lot. a lot of respects? You, I don't know. I mean, you get the world building of where he's from. You do get, you know, the, is it? The Bene Gesserit get kind of explained. They, a kind of, you know, it's not that big. The different how, houses. Honestly, you don't get all the houses. You get what? Two. Those Two. Are the main ones, yeah. the, maybe three if you and count you the emperor. And that the emperor um, doesn't want. House of Trades to take over. And so that wasn't even very blatant. And you know, type things. I mean, it, it, you, start, you start getting the these little... Right, that's a, that part... But, but that's what I get, is the fact that these things that I think ought to be big, they really just brushed on and was expecting you as the right. watcher to kind of yeah. assume things. I'm having to tell my brother, who's sitting next to me, what the F is going on, because it's not really... Very blatant. Yeah. You know, they spend, here again, I go back to spending more time, you know, looking at these desert type things or Paul Atreides looking at a cool plant that's, you know, in there that has some, you know, culture perform, you know, importance than, you know, the actual, oh, who the hell is this freaking guard and these type of people that are over here? Oh, and the, there's an emperor that's in here that's trying, that doesn't really like the Atreides house because of something, you know, I don't know how much the book tells you, but it, this really was trying to make you, I felt like infer some things, you know, of, well, of political all that stuff type is important. things. Like you see that plant, like you're talking about, right? Yes. Well, the plant is talking about how it's got deep roots, so that's all going to lead into like the ecology and terraforming doom. And then that little mouse guy—that's very important too. Like that little mouse you saw in the bushes, like okay. that's critical. I mean, that's important. Okay. But 
You don't know that yet. That you don't know that yet. And that's, I guess that's where our... Because it's all set up. I would go, well, but here again. That's the problem that I had with the whole movie. Well, the yeah, entire movie is one big prologue setup. Yeah, I know. So uh, that that's really, in, it, maybe it's a credit to how well it is made and how beautiful and everything that it makes you want it more. But you, I just felt almost to the point of being pissed off, you know, of where it ended, you know, type things. Oh, anger. Yeah. Um, so in the book, Paul's like wrestling. Why do you guys think he's wrestling so much with his like destiny? Did, did, did the movie get that across? Mm, I don't know. Because in the book, he's very concerned. He knows that he's going to take over these freemen and lead them to like conquering, but he's worried that he's going to get them in such a frenzy. It's going to create this like bloody jihad oh. of the universe, and he wants to find a way. To control them so it doesn't, so it doesn't create like a massacre and spill out the whole universe and destroy everything. Yeah. But he wants to still, he has to figure out a way to use them, but then also rein them in and control them. And mm -hmm. he's very concerned that it's going to get out of control. And so that's like tearing him up inside. Yeah, how does he you, that, that is definitely not put across. And so maybe the they're going to get that more into the second movie. Could possibly. be. Could be. But, but that's one thing about like his visions and stuff that are. And maybe that's where some of that comes in because there's a lot of things that it is even in his visions, you know, about, you know, getting stabbed or whatever the heck else, you know, almost like a backstabbing type of scenario that seemed to not really necessarily happen when one of them came there to, to pass, you know, towards the very end of the movie. But, you know, maybe it was trying to foreshadow the fact that he can't seem to control this group and well, I think that that's they, why they kept showing the vision of him in the armor and he's fighting and then like the visor comes up and you see his face or well whatever. you see that I just wondered if it was the part you know of you know he gets stabbed at least twice in his visions and you know is that some of the to, to your point the hesitation that he's having you sure. know uh, the uh, inner battle of yeah. either rising up to where he needs to or correct or and now it's a very good point. Maybe that is something that's trying to try to. I guess they did a little bit when he more was, set up when he first had to kill that guy when he fought the guy. Yeah. she's like, well, he's never killed anybody before, you know, yeah. and he doesn't want to give in to that, you know, killing bloodlust. Yeah, but I really liked it. But I knew I was going to like it because I love the book and it's very well done. So even more important, who watched? Who's watched Squid Games? I watched the first two episodes. I don't think I'm going to finish the. Yeah. I Christy watched. Really I watched the last. Well, uh, I can imagine that. I watched the last twenty or thirty minutes of the last episode. <laughs> you watched the last. That's all you watched. Was twenty or thirty minutes of the last episode. Yeah, because my wife was watching it, and uh, I, I maybe she just finished the whole thing. Yeah, I'm. I watched three episodes. Nice. I'm, I watched two episodes. I don't. I don't. I get, assume that the second episode was kind of dull. Yeah. I don't think they should have done that. I don't get why it's such a thing it's like, i don't either it's like not I, it's not well done it's not well done <laughs> it's very low budget it's like i i i mean i'm not i guess Actually, i want to i want to keep too. watching it like i want to watch it i wouldn't necessarily say i'm sort of enjoying it but it's hard. are you watching the dubbed or are you reading well, here's I'm, what's really I'm funny. watching the English version with the subtitles. Yeah. 
So he's mm-hmm. watching the dubbed with the subtitles. Yeah. Oh. And see, why? that's what my and wife is doing. It is. It's you different. you read the subtitles, and what they actually say are two different things. Yeah. There's one part, and not to hopefully spoil it too much, in which this guy goes, "What you read on the subtitles, my mom, my mom." He just says that twice. But the dubbed English dub actually says, "My mom, could you please take care of my mom?" Which, in my right. opinion, is. Two different things in there, you yeah. know. The dub is actually getting oh, yeah. to me more across it's, of the point than just the subtitles. It's very different in, mm. on a lot of it, and cool. I. But anyway, I just—it's hard to watch a dubbed when the mouth doesn't match the words for me. Right, it throws me off. You know, I don't have that problem because I think I can't hear very then? well anyway. No, I watch the dubbed without yeah. any subtitles. Yeah, see, since I can't hear all that well anymore, that's how I have subtitles. Y- on. Even if I like. Look at an English person, you know, saying, speaking, I can't freaking tell. So I, the, the, I, in fact, everything I watch has subtitles. They, so, they play yeah. a second game, finally, in the third one. Yeah. See, and I, I don't figured. know if that's what they're going to do. If they're yeah, gonna I think every episode's a game. Every other one, because the first one was one, the yeah. second one wasn't, and then the third one was. Well, but they don't do it till the end. Yeah. So you got to go through the whole episode of, like, story building and stuff. But, yeah. But, yeah, it was... Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know it. why it's such a. I think I, people I, are just desperate for something to get excited about. I guess they just liked Hunger Games and. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what like it that. is. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A little bit different. The thing that keeps throwing me though, I had to finally like just stop and look it up because they keep throwing out like twenty-three billion yen or yen. Oh, yeah, how much like, that is? How much money is this? Like, actually, like, are we talking like a thousand dollars? Because he's like going over. Yeah, it's about a hundred thousand well, dollars. I don't. No, I'm <laughs> well, it's like point zero eight three. It's million or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a. It's like point zero eight three. It's like one of theirs is like eight cents. So the prize is like thirty-nine trillion. Or million, maybe. Yeah, and it goes to like oh, yeah. million of ours or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's because he like goes over. He goes over to like his ex-wife's house and his uh, her new husband, and he's like trying to get like I don't know forty million won or something. Yeah, I saw and that. And I'm part. like, how much money is he asking for? You know, it's like seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> it's like what he's trying to get. Because I'm just like. Yeah. But that was the thing that really threw me because it's like, okay, I, I need to have a conversion. A conversion rate that no, makes it's sense. a lot of money. Yeah. What is it? One million dollars. I don't know. It's just it. it You're like, me. how much is it? Because I mean, I might want to get into Squid Games if it's enough. I mean, right. I'd I'd pay I'd play Red Light Green Light for thirty eight million dollars. I did see that episode. I can't I can't get it. it's like, dude, why are you moving? Yeah, Stand I'm, still. I know. After it starts it's shooting. It's not that hard. Once it starts shooting, I would moving? be like a friggin' freeze well, no, tag. That's right. No, that's when everybody freaked out because everybody stampeded. And I know. They mowed them all I down. Know. And then they got more freaked out, so more of them ran. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> But once once all the runners got killed, right, and you, you, know, you got like you know three hundred people left or whatever, why are people still getting shot, right? I'd be like, I'd be like, when he, she turns around and says freeze, I'd be like, I'm not gonna be moving. Then right. she's still mowing people down. They're like boom, boom. It's like, what are you moving for, dude? You just saw that guy get shot. The, the threat of dying is not enough for you to keep still. still? Yeah. I mean, what is it gonna are take? Are you really gonna outrun that bullet? No. 
And they were trying to play the game. They were just that bad. I didn't right. think it'd be that so hard to stay still. Bad. I know. Well, maybe that no, ear was twitching. The, the one guy did. Uh, there was one, and I can't remember if they say if he's the one that he saved, but he slipped on the like the body part of. Yeah, the no, I, I totally get that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> could be I'm just saying they're stopped, yes. and somehow they're moving just slightly enough for it to shoot you. And I'm right. like. Because they're freaking out, dude. You don't I know, know how it's good high. you'd be under. I know, it's oh, under, under pressure. That pressure you'd, be, you'd be freaking out. I, I would have a hard time, but I still wouldn't be running away while it's well, going yeah, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking so, the ones who are actually trying to play. And I mean, hell, you know, you get an itch on your nose. I mean, sometimes you just got to scratch an itch on your nose, Not dude. if there's a bullet. I think I can resist. I but yeah, I'll, I know what you're saying. How many episodes is it? Like eight, nine? Nine. Nine? Okay, yeah. I'm going to watch them. I just... Because I have to watch them now. Because I gotta see. Gotta watch gotta them see now. What, what happens, happens? But Walking Key season two. I'm I didn't sorry. even know that that dropped. I never yeah. finished the first one. Oh wow! First one, I liked the first season quite a bit. I felt like it took a lot of influence from the the comic. You know, when yeah. things it was quite a bit different, um, but it was really good. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it took a lot of influence, but it made some nice little changes. The second season. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. It's uh, he works from home. That's not why. That's not why. But uh, <laughs> that uh, he has nothing else to do. Well, this one was more just because my family's a bunch of binge watchers, and Isabel, Isabel likes Lock and Key, so uh, we watched the it. Second over the season, not as good. It's not as good. Oh. It, it it falls more into the uh, what would you call it? Almost like the CW teenage uh, whatever yeah. trap a bit more. Because the big bad, so to speak, is now a teenager, a teenager and type stuff. So it's I do. It's it's still okay. You know they they have a I lot like of the, the KSCW. There you go. They, they get my plugs in. Well, that's true. But you know, just overall, you know, there tends to be more what you want to call it teenage angst. Sounds you know, more like things. Riverdale. So it is. You know, in some respects, but uh, definitely more like that the first season like of that. Riverdale, maybe. So. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they do have some of it in there, but I felt like... I felt like the book, though, moved fast enough that it didn't really dwell on it. Now they're making a full eight episodes or whatever it is, you know, of all that just being the teen angst of a guy that's... Kind of the teenager that's the bad guy. Did they... Did they finish... Um... Why the Last Man? Like, did they finish the first season? Like, uh, I think there's it? two more. They're gonna air them all. Uh, yeah, they will There's only ten episodes. Okay, so they had them all filmed. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna yeah. finish out the first season. Yeah, they'll finish okay. out the first season. They just need to find somebody if they want to pick up the second season. Although I stopped on that one on episode four. I may go back to it. Yeah, but... I think we've watched all except the last one. So I think there's two more. This so I haven't caught back. I stopped up. halfway through the first one. Yeah, you mentioned that. Nice. I can't believe you did that one, though. I mean, I thought the first one I was expecting. It's, it's decent. I mean, it's better than most of the crap on TV. But it's I, did, I didn't stop special. because I didn't think it was great. I just stopped because I haven't gone back to it. Sure. That's fun. Yeah. All right. Should we comics? Yeah, probably sure. so. It's all you. What? I got uh, I guess a couple Scott, things. Scott has. I have one thing plus our... Oh, yeah, and I read the other Plus our thing, half of that one. I, guess I didn't even know. finish Scalped. I'm like one issue short. 
Seriously? <laughs> Good job. There you go. Wow. He's working hard. Right. Hey, Animorphs. I read second volume of Animorphs. Wow. The Visitor. Nice. Um, you got to get that signed air cap? Maybe. Maybe? I'll be there. Um, it's okay. Like, I'm not really the audience. I kind of buy it. My kids like it. And then I read it because it's Chris Grind. But it's fine. I mean, it's very young adult. Kind of from the 80s, 90s, whatever those yeah, books were. Yeah, CW. <laughs> not really. Not quite. But quite, kind of. More, no, not even that much. It's more young adult. Like, uh, I didn't read those books when I was a young adult. I was reading, like, Stephen King and stuff. But um, <laughs> if you read those kind of books, this is what it was like. But, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. I mean, it's well done. It's Chris Grind. What happened to the guy not that much turned to into a bird? He's still a bird. More. Did you read the first one? I did read the first one. Did you read mine? I can't. I imagine it must have been because there's no. Do you want the second one? No, it's okay. You sure? I'm sure. All right. Yeah, I mean it's more of the same. There's another. The the aliens are still searching for them, and they're animorphs, and I don't know. It's fine. It's more of the same, huh? More of the same. Does it end on a cliffhanger? Um, I'm talking about like sure. I mean, it's it's not done, but um, it's not really a cliffhanger. They kind of wrap up the story they were saying, and there will be more. Hmm. Are there going to be like six of them or something? Probably more than that. I think there's like a bunch of those there's books. There's like books 50 of the books. Oh, I know, but I thought Chris was saying that he was doing like six of them. Oh, probably. Or maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what the initial contract was for. I don't know. You can ask him at Air Capital Comic Con. That's it's right. It's coming up in about a week and a half. I can. There you go. Get your answers there. All right, Scott. Why don't you do one? Um, I read... Scumbag. Uh, scumbag, yes. Oh, yeah. I did not care for that. What did you think of it? It's all right. Yeah, hey, that's where I'm at. This is all right. It's the greatest book of it's, the year. I mean, it's uh, very over the top. I understand kind of what he's, what, you know, kind of the idea was there a little bit. Trying to mix some things up and go, what if a total dick, you know, inherited superpowers is pretty much the, you know, savior of our existence, so to speak, you know, needed to be. And, you know, and I think overall, I mean, there's some things that are pretty good. There's some lines that are pretty funny. But, you know, there's also some other things where it's like, you know, he says some things that seem to be almost out of character because it's too damn intelligent, you know, or whatever. And, and then other times in which he just, you know, it's a, he's a person that it's always the problem of, you know, centering around something in which there's like almost nobody likable, you know, so it's you know, you have nobody to really relate to then in some of those cases. And uh, so then you're just kind of in it for whatever, the laughs or the violence or whatever it may be, you know, type of perspective. And so that's why this is like, okay, it's got its humor, you know, some good giggles and some stuff in there. But because there's nobody that you're really even rooting for, you could give a shit about It's just kind of like... It's a popcorn movie, dude. It is in some of that respects. Yeah, even in some just, popcorn movies, I actually either root for a character or, you know, can maybe relate with something or whatever else. You know, there's in this, there's like, I don't know, maybe the little Asian girl I, you kind of root for. I, think, I don't know. I think it's funny that he got like a sex robot and she doesn't want to have yeah, anything to do, do with him. It. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. That's funny. I don't know. And yet she participated in the orgy or whatever. Right. You know, but you know, here again, they kind of have that running gag then throughout that, say, issue or two where it's like, you know, all he wants to do is be part of the orgy and he keeps getting pulled away, you know, type things. So that's really the, 
the overall humor in this, you know? I mean, it, it's... I must have read it, and it hit me in the right spot. I was in the right mood or whatever. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's not the greatest... It might actually read better in a single issue rather than a trade. Right. It's not the greatest thing ever. It's like not Watchmen, but it's it's like a popcorn movie to me. I mean, you sit down and read it, and you can... In I can enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And I don't have to think too hard, and I can laugh a little bit. Exactly right. And it's yeah. over the top, and for it's something adult that stuff, and is it's popcorn. Like, I felt like it should have flowed a little better. Like it felt yeah. like it kind of really? dragged in parts. See, I didn't think. Oh, I didn't feel like I a drug at all. Yeah, I felt like it moved pretty fast and was going through. Maybe it gets a little. I mean, I still have that problem. I think with Remender sometimes, and especially for as light as this wants to be, is sometimes he gets maybe a little wordy or preachy you know because he kind of is trying to i feel like be i don't know if i really want to say political but you know he's he's take he's pulling things out of maybe say the the headlines of today sure. you know of different stuff you know and throwing it in there you know and then you know some he's maybe not quite as bad as other things about repeating it but he still repeats himself you know throughout some of those things with the villains you know and stuff but as light as it is, you can almost just skim that, you know, yeah. pretty fast too, you know. So I never felt like it really drug. I just felt like it's, to your point, it's it's very light, you know, and, yeah. and you know you kind of just go through for a humorous type of thing. But it's almost to me, if you ask me if I read Scumbag in probably a month, I may go, what was that again? You know, it, I don't know if it's real good to stick with you, memorable, you know, type things, because it's going to be that kind of popcorn flick right. where, oh, yeah, there was something like that that was fun, but I can't tell you too much of the details, you know, type yeah, things. That's everything I read, so, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I borrowed it because of the fact that it is kind of that you know it's remember it's it's funny you know type things but i wouldn't say it's you know the one of the best things i've ever read though either so but i like it to your point because it is a little bit of a mix where it is something where it's not just you know especially from remender where it's, it seems like he always wants to be either serious or a downer or have something else that he's trying to go you know uh, whatever you want to say this on the other hand you know is just like ah. Oh, this is a fun ride. I don't give a crap about whatever the hell happens. Let's just see body parts flying and other goofy drugs being used and whatever else. Right. So, hmm. cool. There you go. All right, Don, let's hear about some pit. Uh, okay. Is that all you read? Yeah, I just read like two through ten of pit. Oh, I've read those recently. What? You did? Dang it! Really? I, I was trade. hoping you'd get past that. I have in trade. Oh, you have the trades. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! They actually had a trade of it. Yeah, a couple trades. Really? Did you? Did they only do up to ten or eleven or? I don't remember exactly where the trade. Uh, somewhere around, okay, around so, where they like suddenly like huh? really cut off, and that's when he started putting what out one every two years or something. No, he started out putting one out every two years, like issue one to issue two. Well, it was like six months, six to eight months from like issue one to issue two. And then is it really? Okay. I couldn't but, remember. It just seemed like, so, cause it seemed like for issues one through 10, I think even I had all of those. In well, fact, I'm sure I did. One I think, and then you become a millionaire and you're like, right. I, th I think I, I think I had up to the, I had up to the first, well, you know, even like 12 this, issues, I think is what I had. The second you know, or the third, things. second or the third issue, he did like, 10 pages of story and then it was oh. like a backup yeah and it was funny because like in the next letter page or whatever they're like 
some someone wrote in and was just bitching. They're like, I paid my two dollars for a pit comic, not eight pages of pit comic and twenty pages of whatever this other crap was. And he's like, Well, the first issue was two dollars and you actually got like thirty two pages of the story. The second issue which I think is a load of crap. Yeah. If you're gonna you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if you're buying a, an image comic... If you want to give them extra pages, that's fine, but don't say it's, like, a payment on the less pages. Like right. right down the and line. plus, too, I kind of agree, too. It's like, I mean, I, I could give a shit now because, I mean, I bought it whenever and I'm reading it, but at the time... <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I bought... I put my money down to buy Dale Keown artwork and a pit storyline, not because you're too busy driving your sports car and playing your PlayStation to draw the page. You know, I don't know. Yeah, because they did, um, they formed like a band. There's like ads in there for like a pit CD. Really? And I looked it up, like to see if I could get a copy of it. And I think the cheapest one I could find on eBay was like 60 bucks. Holy crap. For like a copy of their CD. No kidding. You could probably. And it was Dale's band or something? Well, I don't know, but it's like pit. Pit Crew CD. There's I bet you of, those. Gra I bet you your little graphic novels there are probably worth more than the damn comics. Probably are because they're probably like. Well, like issue nine. 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 Okay, so um, there's a lot of merchandise, dude. There's like skateboard decks. There's uh, watches. There's statues. Well, I gotta say, that like visually, statues. Visually, this is just freaking incredible. Oh yeah. I mean, Pit well, it was. So, what did you think of the artwork? I love the artwork. Really? You don't like the artwork? I, I do, but I It doesn't just, hold up as well as I remember. It doesn't hold up as well as I remember. It's cool artwork. But I'm like, this is what we were so excited about? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's... I mean, that's pretty cool. Look at that. He's like punching dude. Oh, yeah. There's, there's oh, cool yeah. panels and stuff. But overall, like, I don't know. I, I, I want to go man. back and look at like some of his uh, Hulk stuff. And it's see. the same. This is actually better. Yeah. I mean, it it's cool. It just... I was always like... Yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah. yeah blow me away. Just... Blow me away. And this didn't really seem to, like, super blow me... I mean, the stories... It... it it's not even really a story. The story I mean, got... It is. It kind of is. The but... story definitely... When I read it recently, it's like... There was not much to the story. It could right. Definitely so... Have been better. So there's, like... Um, I remember the story being cooler. There's like he's a a hybrid type of thing. He I can't remember the name of the race, but he's like half this and half that. And somehow his he's on the run, and like well, it turns out that it's like his his dad or Zoe Bod is like the main bad guy, and he's like his dad or whatever. And Ooh, you get he the bitch has watch. the Yes, it's only five hundred of them made. Right, he was like the his his psychic imprint or some part of him matches up to this kid Billy, and so that's how this Billy kid gets like sucked into it. And then at one point, there's like part of him that actually goes into Billy. Ooh, getting limited edition pewter figures. Right, wow. and then uh, yeah, and that's so it's kind of like them. that was the. The thing too. Yeah. trading cards. Is that just pit trading cards? Yeah, he did a whole hundred trading cards. Call for logo hats and other. That's great what he's stuff. doing instead of drawing the book. And tank tops are also available. I know there was a lot of pit merchandise, and there were a lot of people. 
Sorry it's, to keep interrupting. No, you, it's but fine. you hit on that, and I was like looking yeah. at that and going, "Oh, oh my there's gosh, a ton of stuff, it. dude. Every issue I read, there's like a ton <laughs> of merchandise stuff. Like, and then I'll go on eBay and I'll try to see if I can find it to like look it up and see like if it's around or whatever. But, you got uh, Steve Gerber to do the script. I know for like one issue that and then watch like was two like or three pages, like eighty bucks. I wonder how much. The they must eBay. not have worked together very well. Um. Or he just didn't want to pay him. I don't know. It, it didn't last long. I think the story was a little bit better, though, when Gerber was doing it. It sure. actually seemed to have, like, storyline and cohesion. But there was one... Because I'll read the letter page. I'll scan the letter pages and I'll read them just to see if, like, I notice a name. Like, if there's a famous name or, you know, somebody that wasn't back then. But there was one. It was cracking me up. I mean, the name of the company says everything. It's image, right? Yeah. Like... We just want big, splashy pages of cool images and cool characters and all this sure. stuff. But one of the one of the pr people that wrote in, they were like, "I really enjoyed that you did like a twelve-page fight scene in like the second issue." He's like, "I get so tired of the one and two-page fight scenes <laughs> like in Marvel and whatever. You really let the fight scene breathe." And I'm like, "Do we need half an issue <laughs> pit of That's a fight all scene?" All I want is like. like Farts. Is that all? Is that okay? But he made that guy happy. But uh, um, I don't like, know. That's I mean, cool. Look what's the gun? Playing? Right. No, oh, no, I, agree. I agree. I think that the the poses and like the splash pages, but like the media, like just the normal stuff, like just the characters and stuff. Like I'm not that blown. Up. I there isn't any character stuff. It's all just fight scenes. Right. Done. It's cool. I like the artwork. I appreciate it. It is one of the coolest things that was coming out at the time. But I just, I don't know. It, don't know. it didn't hold up like I thought it would when I read it again. I'm surprised you thought it would hold up. And the thing, well, yeah. I thought at least the artwork would. But even that, like, I'll see cool pages here and there. I'll see cool... You're just like, spoiled now because I, uh, you see I'm, so much great artwork. I'm, I'm time. just spoiled now. Yeah. But, uh... What was I going to say? No, I totally blew it. Sorry. No, that's, no, that's fine. It probably wasn't important anyway. <laughs> oh, um. No, that's all I had. <laughs> nope, it was there. Nope, I got it. Oh. So, Pitt was not as good as you remember. Well, no, and so what I think, like, it was so, I, I only bought, like, maybe the first three or four, probably, like, off the shelf. Yeah. I had to go back and get them. But it was so Having weight. Yeah, very I mean, It was ridiculous how weight that book well, was. Well, it's funny because, like, when I started buying Pit, I was into the image stuff. By the time, like, four or five came out, I was already outgrown it. And I was really <laughs> I still haven't outgrown the image stuff. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. That era of image. I was kind of right. With it. Yeah, I mean, other than. You're probably right because, I mean, by that time. So we I was like been on 14, blood. and then I was like in college by the time four and five came out, and so it was like. Other than, like, for I'm me... I'm poor, and I don't need pit anymore. Spawn and Savage Dragon, like, those two I I bought. Everything else, like, even, you know, Wildcats, you know, Cyber Force, Shadowhawk. Like, I bought the first few issues like, I bought of those. all those in the first few, but you're and, right. And then I didn't really carry through with them. I've gone yeah, back and bought almost all of them. Have you? But, but I haven't really read all of them like i'm stockpiling them you the know, only sure. ones i kept going like was i keep taking my stuff off but wildcats i bought for a long time 
I got back with Wildcats because Alan Moore started. Exactly, because right. I, right. I had all the way up to when Alan Moore was writing. Yeah. And but I jumped back on I didn't. I had a big gap. Yeah. Well, I probably did too. That's what I'm saying. Like, now, Well, that's where I was going, though. I think I mean, you between, actually bought Wildcats because I remember reading yours because Chris Wild, started writing. Yeah, Wildcats. But that was like issue 9 or 10. Like, yeah. that wasn't that far in. Yeah. True. Wildcats, Spawn were probably the two that I bought there for a long time. Yeah. I even quit Savage Dragon for a while. Yeah, you screwed that up. And then I jumped back in, and then he killed Dragon. And he said, I'm not bringing him back. I went, well, that's the fucking reason I bought the book. So I quit it again. And then he brought him back. I was like, really, dude? Why'd you have to tell me you weren't bringing him back? But now you're a huge... Because he, he... And then I jumped back in, and then I stayed. Do. I stayed since then. Mm -hmm. So Nice. And it's one of my favorite books now. But yeah, I jumped off that at some point. Well, when I when I got to college, I dropped everything except like five books because I was like, I had to pay for college and I was trying not to work too much so I could actually get good grades. And so then I and so I like that's where I screwed up. Well, so then I dropped way down. I was only buying a handful of stuff and I cut way back. And then I realized I didn't need good grades and so I worked more and got more money and started buying more stuff. Yeah, I nice. I never really stopped. That's kind of my problem. I just always bought. I probably buy more now than I did back then, but there's more out there now. But I mean, I've always just bought comics. Probably haven't bought. I only bought more than we had a, a retailer account. I was buying lots, and then I bought all the new Fifty Two stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just bought a ton of trade paperbacks and hardcovers and stuff when, when we did that. Yeah, I, I loaded up on too. that. I loaded up on that shit. Now I'm trying to get rid of all of them because I, I bought a lot them. of the Image when it first came out. Then I probably stopped there there again college-wise, you know, it was kind of off and on. I think I, I'm pretty sure I still bought Spawn, though, all through college. Yeah, do you remember um, you buying Spawn? You still have them? Yeah. No, I sold them all now. And too bad. Um, not really. I mean, it wasn't like they were that much. I mean, even now, it's... They're getting a little pricey now. Not really, crazy, yeah. but they're getting a little pricey. Yeah. It's really I probably... Because the funny thing is, I just sold them all probably within, like, the last three years. I think I sold them probably in 2018, 2019, something uh, like that. Yeah, it's only been within the last year so, or so. But so the last year, everything's gone insane. That's right. But it's everything mostly the stuff been. after 100, though. He had stuff before 100. Yeah, um, almost well, all my stuff was... Uh, I think I... Yeah, some of that early stuff is too, but I'm yeah. I'm not that, even sure I made it entirely to 100. I was close, but um, I may have made it up there to 100. And, yeah, and if after, I did make it to 100, it was... Shortly thereafter, that I that I stopped. How many years did Capullo so, take off when he finished Spawn before he started Batman? Forever, right? It was like five, eight years. Because I know when we talked about Batman, yeah, we were both. I remember we were doing the podcast, and we were both just like, "Where the fuck did this guy go?" And like, he came back with a vengeance because, like, well, he yeah. was. And it was funny because everybody's like. All the people that were buying Batman that were into comics, they were like, oh, this Capullo guy's awesome. I'm like, yeah, he kicked ass on Spawn like for 10 like years ago. Issues. <laughs> for, for like 80 issues. But it's like, but I mean, yeah, I, he had, he was probably weightlifting. I don't know. Probably. Apparently he bodybuilds, like he's yeah, a big no, dude or whatever. But. I, I assume he made so much money on Spawn, he just took like a year out of his I don't know. I mean, probably, but I don't know because Spawn wasn't. I mean, well, that's the thing. The whole thing with Image, like, you don't have to sell uh, 500,000 copies or a million yeah. copies because you're still making money. But 
Capullo didn't own it, though. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, McFarlane yeah. must have been paying. McFarlane really was probably paying him a really good rate. Maybe he gave him a little bit of royalties or something just to like Maybe. not be the Marvel DC. Doesn't guy. It sound like McFarlane. Well, no, I don't. I don't think so either. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't own it. He drew it. So yeah, how much money could he have made? Apparently enough to take eight years off. To take off eight years. Maybe. Maybe he was doing, like, commercial stuff. Right, like, and that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe he was doing... Because I know he did some album covers and stuff, didn't he? Probably, but, I mean... How, how much is that... I mean, seriously, like, you do an album cover as an artist, like, how much do you get paid for it? I have no idea. 40 grand? Not much. Well, it depends on... I mean, if it's... Depends on the band, probably. If it's the Wichita probably. Joe Blow band, no, but if I'm it's, guessing like, he's not doing Wichita Joe Blow band. Iron Maiden I'm or sure something, then, like yeah, probably, but... stuff. But I don't know what anybody makes for art it's so subjective it's all over the place right very true i just know what people charge for it anything else about pit any final last words no i'm not done with it i mean i'll be back i'm still reading it so okay yeah, i have got like they get like 15 or 16 or 18 i can't remember i think 18 18 so jack like kirby's life so comics, huh? Jack Kirby, the Epic Life of Comics. I've been wanting to get this for a while. I finally pulled the trigger and bought it. And then once I had it, I was like, Do I read it's it? like a biography, right? So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be long and tedious. It's probably going to be dry. I mean, I like Tom Scholey. I like Jack Kirby, but I'm like, it's a biography. I mean, I just wasn't that excited to read it, right? So I finally crack it open. Man, this thing was just like enthralling me. Like I couldn't put it down. I like yeah, couldn't get enough of it. About it. Really? And, I, and it's caught me off guard. So I'm like, I thought it was gonna be a drudge, right? Yeah. But no, I really dug it. Like it starts like way back when he first started. And I'd read some of it on Instagram because for a while Soli was like posting like mm -hmm. the early stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's like his whole life. So like when he starts as like a teenager, and then he goes to like World War II, and he fights mm -hmm. in World War II, and it has all that. And then how he's drawing comics before then and after. A lot of it is about when he was with Joe Simon early on. Because they had created Captain America. Mm -hmm. You know? And they kind of... And he was just jumping all around. Just anywhere he could get work. You know? He was just... He was a hustler. Like, he was drawing, yeah. like, all the time. That's why he worked so hard. Because he had to feed his family. Yeah, totally. He I was mean, trying to get ahead. He was a hard-working dude. And so, he would crank and then... And then he broke up with Simon at some point. Because they got through, like, they went into, like, the comics code. I mean, Kirby was there for everything, right? Like, they went through the comics code and how that whole debacle happened. And it was funny. He was saying at one point they were doing, like, crime comics. And they did, like, photo covers. And they had, like, his wife, like, pose on the photo covers and stuff. I mean, it's just a lot of little minutiae stuff that was really interesting. And then you get into, like, the Marvel stuff, right? Like, he worked with... Stan Lee way, way back before. Actually, look, the way he tells it, Stan Lee got him fired from his job because he was moonlighting and Stan Lee like ratted him out because he was talking to Joe Simon about it and they fired him. Mm -hmm. And so that wasn't good. But then he goes back to Marvel and then Stan Lee's there as well and they create all the stuff, you know. And Just seeing his version. Of, they do have a couple pages where Stan Lee tells his version. Like, Shirley, it's kind of told in the first person of Jack Kirby, but then Shirley kind of breaks... The wall and kind of has Stanley do a couple of pages so he can tell his version a little bit, but mm -hmm. I don't know, dude. After reading this, Stanley was a hack, man. Kirby was the shit. Like he was the one who did all the work, and it was funny because they're talking about like Ditko and Bill Everett are all bitching and complaining. Well, who did Daredevil? Was it Bill Everett? Yeah, yeah. They're all bitching. It's like Stan wants me to like write it, do everything, and then he just comes in at the last minute and he wants me to come up with the stories and he just scripts it and then takes all the credit and they're, they're all... Stan Lee was a dialoguer. 
was basically <laughs> what he was. He wrote dialogue. Yeah, he wrote the dialogue. And he was really... I'm not, I don't want to turn this into a Kirby versus Lee. That's where it's going, dude. But, like, he was great at writing dialogue, and he was a great salesman and a great front man. He was a great front man. He was a great salesman. Whether he was a great dialogist... I think maybe. he was. I mean, you read Spider-Man, and he was that witty. I mean, that's where it started. Like, Yeah. No, it was but good. I always... But I do agree... Ditko, though? Huh? How much of that was Ditko? I don't think Ditko... I, I mean... I love Jack Kirby, but if you read, like, stuff that Jack Kirby has written... It's, it, it, to me, it sounds just like Stanley. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I not that different. So. I can't tell a big difference. Well, it, there was but a, whatever. I was What's watching, funny is Kirby keeps getting pissed because he'll, like, write the story, and he'll have, like, a, like an idea of what the theme is and kind of the, the tone of the story, and then Stanley will come in with his dialogue, and he's like, he completely missed the whole point of the theme. He, like, did it all weird and goofy. Right. And he's like, that's not what I was going for, you know? Right. And it's like, he's... Con- he's. I'm sure what Stanley did sold, but he's like, what Kirby was trying to do was higher than that. Mm-hmm. And Stanley was always coming in and screwing it up. And maybe that made it more commercial. Maybe they right. wouldn't have been big hits if Stanley hadn't done the more commercial dialogue. And right. Kirby did it. But. And so then he leaves, you know, Marvel. He gets kind of fed up and he goes to Marvel. Or he goes to DC... He does like New Gods and Fourth World and Demon and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. But like New Gods got like canceled after what, like 11 issues or mm-hmm. something? It's funny because they're talking to editors, we're like, yeah, the college kids really love it, but the young kids, they just don't get it. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to tell like an epic story, right. you know? And it's like, college kids love it, but the younger kids don't get it, you know? They want Spider Man and Thor. And so mm-hmm. he was trying to elevate the art form a little bit, do the stuff that he was interested in. So. Yeah. But then eventually he leaves DC and he goes back to Marvel and then he's writing his own stuff because he's like, I'm it's like I'm gonna write my own stuff, I don't want any scripture. And then like all the fan letters are coming in and they're like, Kirby needs a, someone to write, he's a great artist, but someone needs to write this stuff. He's like, No. And it's funny, he, he complains to like management. He's like, I think the guys doing the letter column are like sabotaging me. They're picking the letters of the people saying that I need the script because they're like pissed because they don't like him or they they feel that way or whatever. And he and they're like, Yeah, we'll put a stop to that or whatever, you know. And so it's just it's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, it's got so much cool history in it. And it's just really interesting. Yeah. And they even get to the very end of his life where he's like, he can't really draw anymore. And he like does that stuff for Pacific Comics. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Like, I want to say Sky Rangers, but I know that isn't right. Um, but anyway. Galactic. Isn't it Galactic Rangers or Galactic? Uh, maybe. And then he does that book with Image where he doesn't. They just find like old scraps of his drawings and like clean them up and they, like put it out. And he makes like he makes more money on that one book than he made like on any book in his whole career. Really, it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just interesting because he was such an interesting guy and he had so many cool ideas and he put out such a huge body of work. Yeah, it's insane. And the reason I sent you that picture because it was like a. It was like a picture of like a Captain America movie or something that said Captain America created by Stan Lee. It's like Stan Lee had nothing to do with right. Captain America. It was Joe Simon and Kirby. And then I did a little Wikipedia. I guess in one of the Stan, one of the Captain America comics, Stan Lee wrote like a prose piece in the back. And he did come up with like the first time Captain America like threw his shield and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So Stan Lee did a little bit, but he didn't create Captain America. Yeah. It's not his character. But Stan Lee became like the face of Marvel. And so they started using him yeah. for everything. It's like frustrating well yeah i mean that's the way it is i mean most people i mean kirby did almost everything 
It's like Stanley got all the credit. Well, it's just like uh, there was a thing on. on and that's like cool. when Stanley died, it was like you must be really sad. I'm like, hmm, not really. No, really not. I, I don't give Stanley credit for anything. He was but on to the earlier point, the salesman, the face. Yeah, he's the face. Yeah, he the charisma. Yeah, you yeah. know that type of stuff. I mean, on on Bleeding Cool today, I read an article. It's like David Aha. Aja or whatever. Oh yeah. Wants Marvel to pay him more money because of the Hawkeye and the same like poster. And like his poster. Yeah. And they're like, uh, okay, but it was work, work for hire. hire. Yeah, we can do whatever you we want with it. it. We can do whatever we want with it. You don't own it. Yeah. You know, and I get that, but it's like you know, back then, you know, he got screwed over a lot. Oh yeah. He got screwed over on deals. He got screwed over on money. I mean, he got screwed over a lot. But like David Aja now, yeah, like he should know, like that he knows the deal. He knows right? the deal, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I get it that yeah, you created something and now it's like super popular. And yeah, it would be cool if Marvel or Disney or whatever, whatever. recognized that and went, oh yeah, you know, we're basing it on this storyline, you know, whatever. Here, here's some money, but to sit there and. Like expect it is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like you you know how the game's played by now. Well, it's so funny because reading this, Kirby was like he was like had a day job, then he had like a night job on the side, and he was like working all. Well, I guess a lot of time he was working all through the night because like he'd hang out with the family during the day, mm -hmm. and then he'd work like all night. He was like a night owl, and he was just cranking shit out. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing like what three pages a day. Or something? <laughs> There's a point where he was. He was out in California for DC working, you know, and they were in New York and he was out in California. And uh, he hired his own inker. He got some guy to ink it. And the guy, like, you know, changed the face. He's like, dude, he's like, I hired you to follow my lines exactly. Do not change anything. Just follow my friggin' lines. It's like he just wants someone to go in there with black ink and trace over his pencils. Trace over the Don't pencils. jack anything up. He's like, I want it. Because he, he started to realize, like, I this is my legacy and I want it to be what I want it to be. Right. You know? So that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And that's how he kinda got like in the beginning of his career he didn't care. He was just like, I want to get paid, I need to feed my family, and then towards the end he's like, No, this is, you know. Yeah. And at least towards the end of his life he started to get that recognition or whatever. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. At least within the comic book industry. Well, the probably average so, Joe. Because, you know, it was what, the nineties when he died. Yeah. And, you know, there was that big boom in the comic world there in yeah. what the late eighties to early nineties. So correct. So yeah, I would assume that. Well, but, and then all the image <laughs> guys. Did. I mean, he's like seventy know. years old, then probably by that time, or yeah. definitely in the sixties when all that crap then finally started to get the recognition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like too, you know, I was watching. Um, you know how everybody's always like. Well, Stanley remembers it this way, and Jack Kirby remembers it this way, sure. and Steve Ditko remembers it this way. And you're like, how do you not remember? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm... Well, you start to build up in your you, mind. You start to build way. things up in your mind, and, and I, I have trouble remembering certain things that happened yeah. 30 years ago. And that's just my normal life. And I mean, he's at Marvel, yeah. you know, working on... 20 different books, scripts, all this other shit. Like, I can see where, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I could kind of see it, like, where something like that would happen. But there was a there was a documentary. It was called um, In Search of Ditko or whatever. And it was, like, a British, a British show. And this guy was, like, you know, t interviewing everybody about Steve Ditko or whatever. And he went 
he actually interviewed Stan Lee, and he was like, you know, he was like, you know, Steve Ditko says that, you know, he created Spider-Man. Like, he, cre he co at least co-created it. Yeah. You know, like, he created Spider-Man. And Stan Lee, this is probably, like, in the, I don't know, 80s, maybe? Or 90s? I don't know, but, but Stan Lee's, like... If Steve wants me to say that he co-created Spider-Man, then I'll say he co-created Spider-Man. <laughs> if that makes Steve happy. And the guy's like, but but did he? Like, or, So you're saying that Steve Ditko <laughs> co-created Spider-Man? No, I'm not saying that. Is What I'm saying is if it makes Steve happy, <laughs> then I will well, say yeah. that he did it. And why but can't I'm not going to say, say it. Right. It's like, why can't you just say it? But, Steve, but he's just like, no, I didn't say that. I said, if it makes Steve happy, if he's like, I'll write it down on paper. He's like, I don't care. He's like, Steve did. I wrote him a letter and I said, Steve, if you want to be co-creative Spider-Man, you can be co-creative Spider-Man. You know, it's like, but I'm not going to say that you're co-creator Spider-Man. It's like, oh my God. Well, it's funny because Kirby actually had like an old Spider-Man drawing from like way, way before. And then Ditko took it and kind of redesigned it. And... Was, um, was Kirby the one that when he, did he draw Sp Superman? There was some story or was it Kurt Swan? I can't, they came in and redid superman's face with like oh yeah that was in her face yeah yeah because yeah, they didn't like his face they didn't so they, like his style so they, and they wanted the kurt, kurt swan, swan style so they came in and pasted over like a yeah and he was kurt pissed swan. and he's yeah. like dude put me on a book where i can draw the way i want to draw and you don't have to like fix it don't put me on superman then because i'm not drawing superman that way i was listening to this is totally off subject but it's kind of like this so I was listening to like the Rob Servation podcast and he was doing, he was talking about Dave Cockrum and Dave Cockrum was doing Teen Titans, I think, right? Did Dave Cockrum do I Teen Titans? He was working at DC okay. and maybe it was, he was working on Teen Titans and there was like a wedding issue or something and there were like, uh, DC's stance at that point was they didn't give back original artwork. And Cockrum had gone to his editor and said, I know you guys don't get back artwork, but there was like this two-page spread. It was like a wedding or something. It was like special pages. And he said, can I, he goes, can I please have these two pages? That's all I want. I want two pages. I just want these two pages. And his editor was like, yeah, sure, we can do that. And so like he was, God, who was it that was like the editor-in-chief? I want to say, I can't remember who it was. It might have been, um, uh, who's the guy that's Flash. Carmen Infantino. Carmen Infantino. I think it might have been him. He came into the editor's, editor's office and he had the two pages sitting there. And he basically, he came in and he goes, what are these pages of original art doing on your on your desk? And he's like, oh, I'm going to give them to Dave because Dave asked he could have them. He's like, we don't give out original artwork. It's the company policy. He's like, don't give that to him. You take it away or whatever. Well, he came in and he told him that he couldn't have it. And that's why he left DC. Yeah. And he had this whole notebook of all the new X-Men. Mm -hmm. So he just walked across the street to Marvel. <laughs> I got new X-Men. And said, I got these character designs. Let's do X-Men with them. <laughs> and boom, X-Men takes off. It was all that happened because two pages of original artwork that they didn't want to give him. So he got pissed. Well, they, they didn't talk about how like forever Marvel wouldn't give Kirby his artwork right. back and all that stuff. and. 
there's a lot there's a lot of cool history in there i mean it's not just about kirby it is but you know the one thing that's telling about the stanley kirby thing there's a scene in there where they're like at a party and they're talking and kirby's with his wife and they're talking and stan's like hey you know stan's comes up like he's everybody's friend you know he's talking to kirby he's trying to talk him into doing something and his wife's like no you stay away from him <laughs> his wife like steps in and says he's not working with you stan ever again you know i mean and so to me it's like that's very telling you know it's like because kirby he was a easygoing guy to some degree right but his wife's like no i've seen it happen it's not happening again and she just put her foot down you know because he got screwed so many times right and and part of that well, you know, you'd have to believe that Kirby's a bad guy, but like part of that could be him just coming home bitching to his wife. Oh, I'm sure how the boss was kicking his ass because I do that. Well, sure. Like I come home. I'm sure there's some of that. I come totally, home totally. and I'm like, well, guess what they did to me today? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I tell I her, and then she's like, oh yeah, I hate that guy. He's an asshole. You know? But like Kirby's story makes sense. Like he created, no, he created all the Marvel stuff. Then he went to DC and he and, and he created all, all that stuff, stuff there, and it it's a it's a it's an evolution of what he was doing at Marvel, but they wouldn't yeah. let him do it. Like, he right. wanted to take Thor, and he wanted to kill all the gods in the Thor book, and then mm -hmm. start, like, new gods. They're right. like, you can't kill Thor, that book's selling. Right. He's a popular so he character. It's like, oh, I'll do my new gods there, you know? Right. It's like, he wanted to move the medium, and he wanted to do innovative things, and Marvel's like, let's just keep doing Spider-Man the same. He's always going to be 25, and he's going to be down on his luck, and he's, we're not going to change anything. Right. Not my Spider-Man. It's, it's the... It's paying the bills, man. Why are you trying to mess with the good thing? Yeah. And Kirby's like, I want to tell stories that interest me or that are cool, you know. So, I don't know. It was interesting. A lot of... And they talked about when he went to animation, you know, he did, like, Thunder of the Barbarian. Like, mm -hmm. Alex Toth did all the designs of the main characters, but then he designed all the characters, like, sub-characters or whatever. So yeah. He said he made way more money in animation than he ever made in comics. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyway... It was very interesting. It's worth well, a read. We'll listen to I think it was Walt Simonson. I mean, it's all of them, but, you know, they were they would do the same thing, like, back then, like, because they would just go across the street, and they would they would work for both companies, but they would work under um, different names, oh. like, assumed names or whatever you call yeah. them, because you couldn't work for both companies, so you yeah. had to work under a different name or whatever. But he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, come to Marvel and I'd be like, hey, DC offered me, you know, $5 more a page or something. Like, can you match it? And be like, no, nah, we can't really do that. Like, okay, bye, see you later. <laughs> they'd go over, they'd work at DC and, and Marvel would come back and offer them $5 more a page. So they'd go over there and work. I mean, you know, it was, it was all work for hire stuff and it's like, you know, back then, it's funny, I've listened to a lot of like interviews with like Walt Simonson and those guys in that era because he was there like in the 60s I think he started, like, in the 60s. Uh, probably 70s. I think it was late 60s. But anyway. Might have been late 60s. He was like, we all just thought comics were going to go away. <laughs> like, we didn't think they were going to stick around. So we were just trying to work, do it, have fun and do what we wanted well, until we it could. all dried up yeah. and disappeared, you know? Yeah. It's like, we didn't know it was going to last as long as it has and become yeah. popular. It, uh, it's like with anything, I guess. Yeah, it seems like that's the story of comic books is everybody's assumed it's on It's always last doom leg. and gloom. Yeah. Like, you open Well, like, up. even reading this Kirby thing, it's like, well, 30s and 40s, Superman peaked, and then everything was going down. Oh, crime, get... Oh, then the Comics Code Authority, everything's going down. Right. Comics are dying. Oh, they're well, dying. Well, that... Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, comics... Well, I don't know. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you look at Facebook or the internet today, and I mean, fuck, we're running out of paper. 
So we don't even have paper for comics. Like, comics won't be able to be made anymore because, you know, paper shortage. But I did read... Um, so I bought that... Uh, I think it's The God Hates Astronauts. I kicked... I backed the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. And we still haven't gotten it, but it's all, like, because of COVID and getting it printed overseas and shipped. But he sent out, like... Uh, he sent out, like, a update today. Mm-hmm. He's like, books are finally getting printed, you know, in Korea or whatever. And he's like... Yeah, however long they sit in the harbor, <laughs> we'll get them. Yeah. But he was saying that there is a like a paper shortage uh-huh. because, and this is what he said, because in 2020 everybody was buying everything off the internet. Yeah, all the paper went to cardboard boxes to <laughs> ship shit because everybody was buying it online, and so it caused like an international. Like, everybody shifted to make boxes, and so, like, paper kind of... I mean, it's not as dire, but it's, like, it is affecting... You know, it's not where you read it on Bleeding Cooler, like, oh, we don't have enough paper to print comics, but there is kind of a shortage of paper. Yeah. But, anyway... Well, there's... He just listed that God Says That's on Omnibus in the previews. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you'll probably get it before I do, then. I'm not gonna buy it. What? Paid for it 18 months ago. I made my own God Hates Astronaut Omnibus. Yeah, that's true. That's, he didn't do that. Did he do that with the other one? He did um, Curse Words. Yeah. He, he did, did a Kickstarter yeah, Curse Words. Yeah, for that one. Yeah. Did he do a regular solicit for that too? Part no, of that? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. Anyway. Cool. All right, Scott. Who's with Redemption? Uh, yeah. Red Redemption, Volume 1. I need you to believe that there may be more. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> so, uh, overall, I, here again, I enjoyed this, but a lot of times I do kind of like the the Western-type stuff. I, I I think this follows a, you know, a classic Western type of, you know, formula, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, it's... In this case, they go a little steampunk, like there was a post-apocalyptic type of thing, you know, and now everybody's kind of going back to, you know, basically trying to shoot people with, uh, you know, uh, six-gun type things or whatever the hell else, you know, but that people might have some super little enhancements, you know, of cybernetic type stuff. And they've got like little, I don't know, vehicles that look like they're out of Mad Max or something like that, you know, a bit. But, you know, overall, the, the idea is the same, you know, kind of being out there on the Western Trail or, you know, in some desert or whatever else type things. And, you know, you're trying to make money and get by the best that you can. And in this case, you know, there's there everybody wants water and somebody in this little town controls the water and uh, is, you know, basically telling people how they can live and think and all that and somebody's trying to make changes and you know they're squashing the revolution in this case they they have one of the people that are kind of leading the revolution in that little town they jail her up and they're threatening to kill her and her daughter basically goes out and tries to find some help you know and that's where the the one character on the book here you know kind of comes into play it's kind of teaching like our young person you know how they can try to defend themselves, feeding for themselves, but doesn't want to get involved. And then, of course, by the end, she gets involved. And there's, 
you know. She's very adamant she's not getting involved. That's right. And you that's know right. she's totally getting involved. involved. Yeah, that type of thing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not really giving too much away, but, I mean, it kind of follows that that formula. I mean, very much, I think you even mentioned it when you talked about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, you know, kind of that unforgiven or, yeah. you know, something else, you know, or it's, you know, they are pulling them back in. They're one of those people that are kind of, you know, on the gray side of things, you know, a little good, a little evil, you know, whatever you want to say. And, um, you know, and in this case, you know, they're making their last stand, you know, type sure. stuff, you know, to try to save the town or whatever. Save the town. So, but the art is fantastic, isn't right? It, it is oh, very good. Mike did crap, it, it so is. Good. He, he, he is. kills it on this one. Fantastic. That, that, and that's another thing that I think really, you know, kind of elevates this, you know, to being something, you know, that you can really just kind of stick with and keep going through. Because it does have, you know, some things where maybe it's a little slower. I don't know. I Overall, I felt like I the pacing was, yeah, was pretty but, good. Yeah, I But maybe just because of the cliches, you know, some, sure. certain ways that are going through, it's kind of like you knew where it was going, I guess, in some ways. But even because of that, just... Reading the artwork, it, it goes there. And a lot of people die, I guess, which is <laughs> a lot of people kind of cool. I mean, some of the people where you think like they're the, you know, the main guys, the main henchmen to the bad guy, I think they die in like the freaking halfway through or something. Yeah. You know, it's like holy crap. You know, no long, no big standoffs for them. You know, in the final <laughs> climax, boom, they're out of there. So, but yeah, it's not bad. It, and it was a very quick read. I found reading that one faster than. Uh, uh, scumbag, scumbag yeah. yeah, no, totally, definitely read faster than scumbag. But I think it's only four or five issues where scumbag I thought was five or six. Scumbag's five, but you may be right, this might only be four or five. But yeah, know. it's quick read, it's fun, it's really good art. Yeah, it's just fantastic. That's kind of why I gave it to you. I said, ah, it's really quick read. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's and I like those westerns when they're done pretty well, and yeah. I felt like this one was. It's funny because the the, did you read the back, like the editorial, how the author's talking about how she, like, you know, was so innovative and it was so different? I'm like, all right, so you made him female I, and lesbian. Okay, I it's, know. It's the same thing. You just made the character female and lesbian. Well, I know. But, I mean, I don't know that that's that innovative. I didn't know that it was a whole, yeah, I would. I, I mean, I to I me, it, it worked fine as a story. I mean, they were female and lesbian. That's fine. I, it didn't even bother me. I was like, it just, it just worked. It didn't me either at all. I mean, I, but I didn't think it was something, you know, really out of the box or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I didn't think but the way she's talking, it's like, oh, I'm you know, totally out of the box. I'm like, mm, yeah, totally innovative and whatnot. Mm, no, not, not really, really. <laughs> I don't think, but uh, it worked. So. Yeah, it worked fine. Hmm. Cool. Damn shit. The only thing I'm really going to talk about left is Copra. Round wow. one and round two. You reread the first one? I reread the first one. Oh, Man, I only read it. Why? I read it back in January. <laughs> and so it hasn't even been that long. Oh, because I want to make sure that I. The had characters everything. are a lot of. Oh, you read Copra, didn't I you? I did read it, yeah. I mean. Yeah, so just to kind of make sure where I, I was can at. See that, yeah. And kind of had a good grasp of the characters. Book two is more of the same. It's. It didn't. The storytelling and the clarity didn't really get any better. <laughs> it might have got a little bit worse. It was oh. a little harder to follow, but I mean. It's still a cool story. It still drags a little bit for me. I don't know what it is about it. I can't... I love the art. And the layouts and everything about the art is cool. But I feel like the writing just isn't quite pulling me in like I wish huh. it did. And it's weird because, like, everybody talks about Copra House like the greatest book. And it's awesome. And you got to read it. And 
the art's really cool, and the characters are cool, but, I mean, most of them are just kind of just riffs on existing characters. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's... But, I mean, that's the whole idea, right? But, I mean... It's his love for image, basically, is what yeah. it is. I mean, he but, grew up on that image stuff, you know? Yeah, no, it's cool. But, yeah, I mean, the story still didn't really grab me or pull me in. The characters didn't really... You think Cooper thing? You're reading it backwards. Yeah, um, I thought it was maybe... And the, no, the I'm story not. Didn't <laughs> really... I, I mean, I am, but I haven't read it. I only have the round one. I don't have any of the other stuff. I would like to buy them and read them. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm in for it. round three. I keep thinking, like, there's a point where it, like, makes a leap and it gets... Yeah. And the story pulls you in. Because I like the art... I mean, I I really enjoyed the first trade. Yeah, I think the first trade was almost better than the second, which I thought was weird because I thought the second you already got like everything established. But he's so interested in making new stuff. Like he introduces all new bad guys. I mean, there's just <laughs> he throws so much stuff at the wall. It's almost like, dude, slow down. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't take all this yeah. new stuff. But no, I do eventually want but... to sit down and read it. I just haven't. So I... when I get round three, I will have to start. With round one, two, and three, and read them. Right. Well, that's like you told me. I reread number one, and I was like, "Well, I probably would too." I mean, yeah. it's not that they read. I seem to remember the first one read fairly I quickly. Feel like it read that fast. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just wasn't that into it. I don't know. Yeah. Anymore, it's like, man, if something isn't just grabbing me, it's just it tends to be a, a sludge. Yeah. Slog to get through. Yeah, I buy a lot of stuff, and then I'll start it. And then I won't ever really finish it, but I don't know. I, I have, always finish it. I got I gotta finish, but sometimes it's hard. Yeah, I have a problem with that with everything though. But like yeah. my TV stuff, what I read. Well, I mean, at, um, at some point that's good. I mean, if something isn't grabbing you, why are you wasting why your time? Why you waste your time with it, man? Yeah. I have a hard time doing that once I start getting into something. Even if I don't like it, I feel like I almost have to finish yeah, it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like a completist. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta finish it. Because it might get better. Might get or better. it might be something there. Hope springs eternal. Or there's, yeah. But yeah, Cooper didn't. Because I'm like, while I hate I this character, I gotta your... figure out what actually happens to them. Uh, I'm like, I want to borrow your round two because I want to read it, and I want to buy your Life of Kirby because I want to read it. But I'm like, all your other crap to read. I'll never read it. That's I right. Mean, I will, all you but... read was ten issues of Pit. How are you gonna get through the Life of Kirby? I know, <laughs> it actually, it was pretty fast. Rip Pit should have read in like fifteen minutes. It did. <laughs> it's, I've had very little time to read. I know you're playing a comic con. I've that been, is true. I'm honestly surprised you read anything at all. Right? Yeah. I did think that when he set this one up. All right. You don't want to talk about any of your other little single things Man, real quick? No little five-minute time nope. or five Bashful seconds? Garden by Kelly Williams will be at Air Capital Comic Con. Battleful Garden by Kelly Williams. Is that an issue? Got both read issue one. You guys are already read it. Oh, wow. You guys didn't talk about it much. It's a fairly typical story. It's like a space stranded. They got to go explore a yeah. planet because they. But young people, soon. you know, type things. Onto... I guess are they young? I That's the feel I got with them. Like they were like uh, I mean, tween to teen. It's cool. The art's cool, and the story's cool too. I'm definitely curious. I'll buy the trade when it comes out. I didn't order all the issues. Yeah. I'll definitely pick up the trade. The previews. They finally. Um, Thank you for not talking about Red Room. No problem. They finally solicited the Engine Ward whole trade. Which is the Joe Eisma book oh, by yeah. Vault. The whole trade? It was like six issues, wasn't it? No, nah, that's like 10 to 12. Oh, was it? And a, they solicited a trade of the whole I thing. bought the first is that issue. that your arm? And I think oh. I actually read it. Yeah. 
What's that? Is that your arm popping? No, it's the table. Oh. I was like, damn, dude sounds like he's about to fall apart there. Everything's like breaking. I am about to fall apart. Anyway. Okay, Scout. Scout, volume two. What happens in it? Oh my God, this is if I remember. Six to 11. This is the one oh, that... Yeah. Uh, and this one's signed by Jason Aaron. For Don. Hoka wow. Hey. Wow, that's amazing. This is... This that one's signed, too. Does it say Hoka Hey? For Don Hoka Hey. Wow. Imagine that. That's impressive. <laughs> All right, so this one, we start out... It so be the, So at the end of the first one... At the end of the first one, his mom is dead is in the road. Dead on the road. You know what's funny? At the end of the second one, his mom is dead in the middle of the road. <laughs> Is that going to be a trend? That's when they found her, right? Now, because at the end of yeah, the first so one, actually, they just showed you. We, know, we was made around. no progress. But at the end of the second one, oh, we they've now progress. found her. Yeah, but at least now you have a better context of when she died. You know, and it was she had actually made her trip to wherever to talk with the. They open the casino. In. That's progress. So the main thing is they open the casino, and you find out who the other agent is. And I the cover agent too. is. And then Diesel is like planning to mess with the casino, and then uh, Daniel Badhorse has to chase his ass down. It's so weird because he catches him and he delivers this... him, and then like three issues later, they show him actually chasing him down and capturing him. I know this thing was so it's... back and forth. I know. This Why did he do that? It's so, so annoying. Much. I mean, I understand the really? time jumps here and there. But... Oh, it does. Uh, I mean, it what? does, but I don't know that it bothered me. But I read it all in one big chunk, so. Um... Oh, I yeah, and then we get a whole issue with uh, what's his? Who's the old guy? What's his name? Uh, Cooter? Uh, rat catcher? Is that rat catcher? 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 A whole issue of him wandering around just yeah, yeah. But he's having the visions and he's stuff. Like that stuff's and... gonna come come into play. Uh, yeah. So there's a whole issue of catcher, and then then we get a whole issue of the kid. What's yeah. his name? Dino or something? Yeah, Dino sounds right. And that so I'm like, what he about, what what I he him? wants to get out, and yeah, it's just all Why about him. And then his whole backstory. Hey guys, let's go get some drugs or whatever. Well, yeah, because um, what's his face? Red Crow's like, how much does it cost you. to get your car fixed? Yeah, and he gives him all the he money. Gives him all the money, and, and then, then he goes, he's like, oh, I'm gonna buy breakfast for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, there you go. Like, is Red Crow gonna kick his ass now because he gave him all that money? I don't think so. Red Crow. I don't here. think so. Red Crow just probably gonna think that he owns him. And then we do more backstory about like the mom and the FBI agents and all that. So there's it's, a lot of backstory. Just to end up where you were five issues prior. Yeah, um, I mean, I know that. So he, you guys aren't he's... digging it. No, I totally. Oh, I oh it. no, it's very good. I just, I okay, just wish there like was a bagging on it. I am kind of because I don't like the structure. Like I don't like that we ended with the mom dead, and now we have six issues or five issues of just. I had no problem, but like story. I said, I read it all in one big chunk, and, and I don't like so how it's nice. jumping around so much. Like See, I think I that's. I had no issues with that either. I mean, it's cool, but I don't. I don't think he had to jump around quite that much. You know what I mean? Like, I think it could have been a little I, more straightforward. I normally don't notice that stuff. I kind of noticed it in this one, especially with the because with with, well, with catcher, the whole with the well with the diesel thing. Like they he delivers him and he's like, yeah, I had to catch him. And then like a few pages later, then he's later. then yeah. he's doing it. I'm like, that is good. Point. It is a little jarring. I'm like, why is he chasing? Well, here's the thing. He got away and then he said he go had to go catch him again. And then they show him catching him, but it's him catching him the first, first time. time yes. I'm like, that's a, I mean, I don't know if I do it quite like that. That's a little confusing to a reader. Well, with It's the, like, you said he got away, you got to catch him yeah. again, then he's catching him. But, oh, that's the time he was catching him the first time. With yep. Catcher, that one seemed really 
funky because he's like well because it's happening the same things timelines that you've already read that little I bit. know but In he's like cases. talking about things with the one lady that already happened but yeah. we haven't seen it and then they go back and they show it and yeah it back there the catcher I did catch I did catch I catcher. did catch the hmm. bullfight thing because that threw me and I had to flip back because I didn't read it all at once but I did and then the catcher one was really like I'm like what is going on here I'm like trying to figure out where we're at really I, maybe I just you're just smarter than the two I don't know us, about guess, that maybe Scott. I just felt like it was flowing pretty good and just enjoying what maybe I was you're going. not paying attention to that what that's you're probably more what the case don't is, understand is what's I'm just, on. You just oh don't this care. is pretty and I'm just, just kind of going with the flow I know he did and it was like a month ago yeah so anyway what's funny is like we barely got any time with Shunka and I know he becomes fairly important character later on oh really and so it's like see my problem is is that I I know I read a lot of this but I don't remember a whole hell of a lot until I like hit it you know and go yeah. oh yeah that blonde headed asshole is the other you know undercover guy or something like that yeah they give us a lot and I just felt like oh yeah his mom structurally it could have been yeah. a little bit better I felt structurally it could have been a little clearer. You know, it felt like it didn't have to jump around as much as it did. Well, maybe when this came out, that was the thing. And that maybe, is the thing. I, I just know. felt like he took it to an extreme level. He did. And Pol I don't know that it... fiction type thing or whatever. I don't know that it was necessary or as effective. I think there would have been a clearer way to do it. I don't know. I mean, he does those things, though, too. 15 years ago, six weeks ago. He does. Really yeah, I know. And as a reader, I'm like, okay, so I'm six weeks ago. No, 15 years ago. No, I'm just, you know, and sometimes that does bother me quite a bit. For some reason on this, it didn't. And I don't know why. Well, Maybe really because be... I was just having a fun time yeah, with it. Or I, mean, I just was like, I'm so lost. I don't care. I'm just going to go with it. It's done to where you, you can get the idea fairly easily. You don't have to be a genius to keep track of it. But it still is. I feel like it wasn't completely necessary to have that much. Okay. Okay. That's my opinion. I can see it. It was still very good. I really liked it. I know it sounds like I'm bagging on it. I'm just saying, if I had any quibble, it would be hmm. the way it jumps around a little more than maybe needed. But no, I mean, the Aranguera art is amazing. The characters are really well done. I mean, he, he really gets a lot of story in those five issues, a lot of backstory, and gives you a lot of context of everybody. There's actually not that much Dashiel in this trade. It's like no, a lot of, right. he's really filling out the cast yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you get all all of Diesel's like kind of backstory quite a bit. You get mm -hmm. more of the mom and the FBI agents. You get Dino; he introduced yeah. him. You get, you get a little more Red Crow. You get Catcher. I mean, he's yeah, really Red Crow. He's yeah. really giving you a lot yeah. of. Yeah, yeah lot you're of right. There is not much of uh, Dashiell in here at all. You know, he's pretty much just a side character. I did like that. I did like that line though, where he's um, when. You find out that uh, Jesus Christ, engine, uh, Red Crow, Dashiel. No, the uh, the double agent guy, Diesel. Diesel, Diesel engine. It's, Vin Diesel. But uh, um, I like it when he's talking to the FBI guy, and he's like, "I think it's time you tell him we're on the same team because yeah. I'm tired of beating the shit out of me." <laughs> it's like we need to get on the same page. Page, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did kind of like that one. Um, yeah, FBI agent don't give a shit. No, he really doesn't. 
really, really doesn't. But yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. So you gotta read number three now, buddy. I do. Do I have to go back to you? You do because I haven't read it yet. What? I you know. need to read it first. No, go ahead. You sure? Yeah. Well, sure. you ought to, and then I'll. No, read. I can have a bunch of other stuff to read. Well, I've got my birthright or whatever to read. I'll read it first. Maybe I can read it by this Saturday. That's what I'm thinking. You read it by Saturday, and then I come right. over and, and get it. Okay. Sounds good. All right, that's all I got. Anybody got anything else? Any go-backs on stuff you watched? No, I really don't. Seems like I should have watched something. What did I watch? Oh, I finished Watchmen. Yeah. Ah. I really liked it. I thought the end was a little thin. Really? Well, because, okay. So... The lady, true lady, takes over, and she's going to take over Dr. Manhattan, right? Mm -hmm. And she's got him trapped in the cage, and she's going to suck all his power in. Nice. Well, then somehow that one guy that dies, and the blood somehow flows under the cage. I'm like, well, how did the blood flow under the cage, right? And then somehow, because the blood flowed under the cage, he's able to touch that. And because he can touch the blood, he can somehow teleport the other three characters away so that they can you know, launch the squids that are frozen, become like a Gatling gun and take everything out, right? Well, that didn't really... I mean, hmm. how Another did that all Carlton work? Cruise and a great ending. It just seemed like a Ex Machina type thing. Like, yeah. I mean... But, I mean, it was it was fine. I mean, everything up to that point was so great. It, it, it's fine. They had to wrap it up. They had to kind of right. do everything, but it was cool. But yeah, it was really well done. I really Maybe enjoyed it. Everybody was... It's funny because everybody told me when that thing came out, it's like, well, it's not really a sequel. It's more like a reimagining. Ah, no, it's really a sequel. I mean, I don't know why they're calling it a reimagining. Yeah. And the other thing it did, which annoyed me, which fucking every show has to do now, WandaVision, whatever. The last, like, two episodes before the last episode, like, the Can two... some crazy flashback? It was all backstory. Mm. Like, the one episode was all about Hooded Justice. It was his story. Like, it was a whole episode of his backstory, right? Like, mm. episode seven. Then episode eight was all about Angela's backstory and how she met Dr. Manhattan, how they got married and all that stuff. It's like, okay, that's... Dr. Manhattan got married? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's like... Can't you figure out a better way than spending the last two of the three episodes just giving me backstory, explaining everything that you've been leading up to? I mean, is there really no better narrative device than just completely screech? Here, here's what really happened last, you know, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And they even had to come up with, like, a stupid device to, like, have her relive the memories. Oh, there's these pills that let you relive someone's memories. <laughs> Really? You can't just have a flashback? You have to have some weird device so she has to relive it? I Here's mean, a freaking bird bath that you can put a stick in to relive your memories. Know, it's just, the there are a few things like that. What's that I just, thing? The pencil? I just know why every show Park? has uh, to have yeah. like a penultimate episode where it's just all backstory. Not That's every show. That's how it works. It's, it's freaking lazy, man. Come up with a better idea. Better device. But no, I really like it. I'm bagging on that too. But no, I really liked it. It's really yeah. good. I didn't understand why they made Hoodie Justice black, though. I guess that feeds into the whole thing. I don't really feel that jive with the original Watchmen. You don't yeah. think so? I mean, he could have been. Right. I, I, you know, I think in the original Watchmen, I think they said that Hooded Justice was more like what some big white Russian wrestler did. Yeah, they acted like he was a wrestler. Yeah. And this guy was not a wrestler. Yeah. He was not white. But I, I think when I and first saw Hooded Justice originally, 
in the comic before seeing that backstory type things or the people you know that were saying who they thought it was i thought his justice was a big gay black man so oh, well, i can see where so that, that's what that he is be. he is a big gay so, black man you know type thing so there you go and apparently the fact that he was black was more offensive than the fact that he was gay. Because hmm. the other gay guy tells him, it's like, yeah, you better keep that thing to where everybody thinks you're white because they found out it's not going to be good. We can keep being gay. Just, you know, make sure nobody finds out you're black. Wow. Which kind of goes with the whole Dave Chappelle thing. Did anybody watch his latest stand-up mm -hmm. special? I didn't, except yeah, for okay. I did hear some different That's his whole point. Here. Of, yeah, what can you talk about and what can you not? No, that's not his point. Oh, really? I his point that uh, gay people have accomplished more in the last 20 years than black people have in the last 120 it's, years, as far uh, as equality okay. goes. Those guys really got it together. <laughs> Where, how did they do it? <laughs> black like, people were trying to get equal rights, and now black years. <laughs> gay people have got it all figured out. Everybody, you can't say anything bad about them, and, you know, it's like... I just thought that's what his point was with the whole trans community or something no he said that, no, he, that was his point the was that, that they've made so much really more talk about anything they've made so much more progress than i can talk about you know as much crap as i want to on white people but if i start attacking these other ones i'm totally fine. well that's kind of his point too so, but so that's why i thought that's what he was going with. that's part of it but i thought it was funny how well, part of his point is that they've accomplished so much more in such a long time than black people as far as equal rights and all that good stuff. Social acceptance, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, that's pretty funny. So, anyway, that's all I got. All right. All right. All right, Don's tired. Come to Comic-Con in a week and a half. Yes. Don't miss it. Air Capital Comic-Con. Century 2, 13th and 14th. I am so ready. Me too. Hoo, hoo, hoo.